0: We've asked God. I've looked at different areas of this congregation, the people. I give honor to you. But I want to tell you something. I love this church. I've grown to love it. I know, what, I know the, the potential. I see it even more. Uh, and I uh, just, just overjoyed my wife and I uh, to get to be a part of the family of God. Bible family. Word family, I just want to give honor to the. I know it hasn't been easy. I know some of you have went through and are, because it's part of living for God is having the attitude. I'll be checked by mine. I got checked this morning. My wife said, "You know, you preached for years the church about being on time for prayer." <laughs> he said, you you got me five minutes late." That's what my wife said. And I said, "I'm sorry, honey." And uh, it was just something that goes along. You 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 tell it, but you got to. Then then now I live 12 miles away, and uh, I have to adjust my time, or well, my time with the Lord, yes. and my purpose. I have to make up my mind of what comes first yes. in my life. And uh, it, it is uh, exciting, and uh, I say that in the growth and the direction of this church, and I'm happy to be a part of it. But my wife says you got to live what you preach. She's, a, she's my helpmate. That doesn't mean she cooks my scrambled eggs every Sunday morning, but she always has. And uh, she's always been there as a helpmate for me, support for me. She actually prayed me through, through those 13 years that I was an alcoholic. And, and she, you know, in all that, people supporting her and my daughters also and I look back at all this. I've got an old book that where I wrote down. I thought I, when I came to this, I was so happy. And I couldn't believe that God would have mercy on me. And I found out that he loves us all. And he was there all the time waiting on me. And I, I, did, and I know it's not about me. It's about every person's soul that's in this house, in every house that happened uh i'm not trying to start a new fad pastor i just my i've got a home missionary pastor in virginia that his wife they they made these years ago and i told him i'd wear it in in his behalf i used to spell jesus j-e-s-a-s believe it or not when i came to god now does that mean i read the word of god no i never did i only glance over it and, and i said i can't get nothing out of this The carnal mind cannot get anything out of it. It's got to be this spiritual hungry mind. It's got to be where I realize that I need God to lead me. And I I heard, uh, I read the scripture that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. To be a witness unto me. And uh, I was always quiet and I just, boy, when I got a hold of this, I couldn't shut up. I told someone the other day, and I'm getting ready to get in this word, but I told someone the other day, I said, Pastor, uh, uh, you may not heard me, but we were in a building program, first one. I never was anything in the Carpenter area. And uh, I was just excited. I'm still excited. But my pastor looked at me and he said, Brother Mike, why why don't you just be quiet a little bit and let's do some work. And I was learning obedience Because sometimes you just want to sit and talk, talk, talk. But we weren't getting anything done when they got around me. And uh, it's the learning process. (laughs) I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, I'm going to turn to a passage of Scripture that is, I would say, probably used more. I would think it probably is in this church, or it has been in the past. But uh, the reason is, is that it, it it's in the book of Jeremiah. Chapter, and when I say this, it's chapter six, verse number sixteen. And uh, I'm happy to come from North Carolina to a great place in Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas. Soon we we travel the road we. Uh, the little, it's got a little computer and it tells us everywhere we're at, and we're going to Missouri, Kansas, back around. My wife says, there, "There it goes again." And I said, "We're just on a state line road, aren't we?" But it's a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling. I don't know how to tell you. I, I really, I'm so excited. I probably you'll probably think, "Man, this guy, he, he, what's he up here for?" But the the beauty of holiness that was preached this morning. That the pastor gave with all his heart preaching a message that you got, he's got to get it out from God. And I know how he felt and he felt like crawling under the table and he'd do that, but we need to support the strength of a pastor who'll stand up for the word. Come on. pastor, and, and tell it like it is from the scripture. Now, I'm just, that's just not this other, I'm just, I know you're like that and I know you love them, but man, we need to just get behind him more and more because it's truth. We, I don't want to live in a false life. I, I, I want to live the right life with God and I've got to find the, the area to get there in my life because it's me I've got to work on. I'm up here preaching to me, okay? Because uh, uh, we have to. My wife has been my guide for these years, and I thank God for a good, great wife. And uh, she's she put up with a lot of stuff in the beginning. And I, I I've always I want to make it up to her. I don't, I, but I don't owe her nothing. I owe you every soul that you meet. Thus saith the Lord, verse 16 of. Chapter 6 of Jeremiah. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, you all to say, say they. they. We will not walk therein. Also I set watchmen over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. Therefore hear ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. I, I I want to today just to bring about something. I'm this this I want you to take it as this isn't to me, but still if it does fall on where it needs to be, say oh me, oh my because that's my, that's my life right now sometimes. Yeah. Me and my wife, she said, what's well, you know good for the goose, good for the gander. That's one of the old sayings. Or, and uh, we would talk about this, but oh me, oh my, if it falls there, then I gotta eat it. That's, that's just life. Hallelujah. Would you pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, Father, I need you more than ever before. Every time we get up here. Lord, I ask you through this time, Oh, through the Holy Ghost. Lord, let the Holy Ghost reach out to us. Let the Holy Ghost, Lord, touch our lives. Lord, let the name of Jesus reach down into the depth of our hearts. Let the mind of God be in us and us in you. Help me, Jesus, and bless everyone here. And everybody said amen. amen. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I'm... Uh, I'm Mm. I, I was so blessed today, and with the pastor, got to be with the pastor and pastor's wife. It just encouraged me more, and uh, it it it, uh, it just gets me, you know, because I always start out one scripture in my testimony or to anybody was uh, Jesus has to become Isaiah nine and six to me. He's got to become wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And it goes right on to his government, there'll be no end. You you have to say, I'm gonna live in the word enough that it can become where he is that wonderful counselor. He is the joy of my life. His purpose is to bring me in to a living soul in Him. But it takes a lot of uh, movement sometimes. Uh, it takes a lot of desire. When you're living in Canaan land, you've got you to gotta conquer it. Where you, when you're living in a place in the world that you don't know where you're at, you've got to get your feet established and understand what your purpose is. And working together to find that. in, in the kingdom of God, I, it's real short. I, I've got three Ps that always got a hold of me. And that's prayer, praise, and preaching. And you can take them in different orders. But those three Ps have to be a part of my life. If I get prayer in my life and I get praise in my life, then I'm going to have something that God has in my life through the preaching of the word. And when you get the preaching of the word, it'll set you alive. Woo! Oh, yes, it will. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care where you've been. You, the trials of life are nothing compared to what we have now. Hallelujah I heard that song a while ago brother Tim was singing and I thought about the Magruders and and how that's written and nobody can say it like we can when you came to God you you just started living when you get a hold of this you just start living and you start living the good life don't let nobody tell you there's not a better life than living for God oh it's the joy of my strength. But I have to die. I have to find some place and kill Mike. And I go and I have to some find some place that will make me better than what I tried out in the world that didn't do any good. You, I don't care where you're at. I don't care how successful you can be what the world of the world's goods. You'll never be happy till you get a full blown blooming life of the, of the rose of Sharon that Jesus is in your life. He is the lily of the valley. He's a bright and morning star. He's the which was, which is and which is to come because he's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. Which was, which is, which is to come. He's the Lord God Almighty. If you need a drink, he's the water of life. He's that new wine that I need to really have a good time in. Oh, somebody ought to say, I'm going to praise him when nobody else does. I'm going to lift him up when nobody else does. I'm going to praise him no matter what, nobody else. I'm not looking for nobody else. It's my relationship, it's my God. When you get this doctrine and you get it right, it's my gospel. Just like Paul said, it was my gospel. Well, it's Peter's gospel. It's Jesus' gospel. But when you get it in your heart, it's your gospel. You, you, don't got, you didn't hear me a lot of you. It's, it's mine. I'm not gonna turn loose of it. I'm not gonna let it go. Hey, if I lose any of it, I'm gonna get it back. I'm not gonna let the devil come and take away what God has given me. I'm not going to let the devil come in and, and put me down. You got to make up your mind. that that altar, that prayer meeting is not just a place of action, but it's a place of dying. And then when you get there, you'll come alive. Woo! It's easy to teach you, but it's hard to get down in there. I, I was in this. We were in this Thanksgiving. You may be seated. The, I was in this Thanksgiving. Uh, relationship we were all there and uh, then my daughter made the mistake of asking dad to pray. And I hadn't preached in a little while, but I, I don't have to preach. I just wanna follow the preachers. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I was supposed to have been retired. But just something about it. Got one night I was crying. Brother, I was crying. Sister, I was crying. I said, Lord, they don't want to listen to me. I'm just no man. Whew. Later on, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Woe is me if I don't tell somebody. Woe is me if I don't get somewhere in a fired up prayer meeting and, and let that... Verse P, that prayer get a hold of me and break open that uh, person that, that used to be an introvert my wife said that used to be quiet and, and I was one of those and now when God let me out I, I, I said Lord I'm free I'm free yeah. hallelujah I, I got so free I, I got so free I'd get in the back corner where that woman has been praying for, before the service back there and she's been praying all the time and all I'd do was pray for the pastor and everybody I didn't know anything else but I knew he answered prayer. I knew he had told me and showed me, gave me a demonstration of a prayer answering God. And I said, look, Lord. and then he teaches me, he wouldn't just give me a, that candy stick after a while. He, he pulled me out so I'd start laboring. Because, it, you know, you, my, when I started to say about this Thanksgiving, I got a Carson, he, he I haven't seen him, I remember when he was born, and we've been away from here 35 years, and and this this child, he's he asked me, and I don't want to talk about military, but he asked me. He said, "Were you this?" And I said, "Yeah, I was a Marine, Vietnam." He said, "I've been fighting over this in Air Force and Army, but he's talking about, but he wasn't talking about military. He was talking about growing up and being a hero, and." Uh, I've said it many times and I'm, I, I wish people would believe you. The heroes are the true church. Yes, that's right. The heroes are the ones that sacrifice for this whole truth that we have right now. The he, listen, you're the heroes if you follow after the truth. You're the heroes of this world. Now I'm gonna say it again. It takes a bigger man to live for God and let God use them than anything else there is in this world. Now, I'll say it again. It takes a bigger man and a woman to stand up for this truth than any soldier that fights over the world. I've been there. I know what it's all about. This is the greatest thing you ever live for. Every person you need needs an uplifting hand out of the trenches where they're in. They're in trenches that can't get out. They need somebody to get them out. They need somebody to pull them up. I can't help it i got to preach it because it's the truth. I'm not trying to be your friend or anything you just when you walk up and you're going to church and they're, they're telling it like it is and you preach like you preach this morning it just it just gets me you can't miss church when it's good food to tell you the truth. may not what you want to hear, but if you get that prayer room hot enough, you fast hard enough now I'm, I'm trying to tell you something it takes dying bring life and, and this is a great family church And I don't, but, but you've got to hear this pastor and this preacher when they're talking about it it's, it can't be a, a habit because I see so much going on and it's going forward now I don't want to dampen nobody's spirits I just want you to know that it's waiting on us to really go it's waiting on us now the facility, everything. It's waiting on us to give our efforts as much. That's my wife, she's talking about these, passing out cards and reaching to people. Prayer will develop the doors and the open areas for souls. The power, that's why he gave us the Holy Ghost. That's why the Holy Ghost is the power to be a witness. And on your job... Talking to Brother Eddie, that he was talking about it. I said, "They watch you. They'll they'll try you. Just stand there and pray about it. You don't laugh. I don't laugh at their jokes. I never. After I got in the Lord, I was the joke giver before I got come to God. But you had to change. You can't change without God. Can't change." And, some, and advice and things would happen. Little Carson, I, I told him I, I didn't want to get into it too much. He was just I knew what he was wanting to be. He's he seen so much sorrow. Seen broken home. Seen things that were there that were struggles. That You see him and you see such maturity in a child. How old is he, eight? But you don't have to be very old. They just get on their way. My nine-year-old daughter gave me a testimony of this, and I knew she was telling the truth. I mean, she, I was alcoholic. I mean, way out there. She said, Daddy, it's real. This talking in tongues is real. I said, yeah, I didn't understand in the beginning. It's like renewing, you know, Titus 3, 5. Not by works of righteousness, but which are saved. It's by the mercy of God. Through the constant... Renewing of the Holy Ghost. I'm being saved every time I come up here and get prayed for. I'm being saved every time I go through a prayer meeting and God works on me and then takes me into something or takes a change from me. I can't, I can't do like Saul of Tarsus and, and kick back at the pricks. I mean, God trying to move on me. I'm preaching to myself because I've gotta be ready for whatever comes in the future and I can't do it without my relationship with God. I don't wanna do it without my relationship. I don't wanna go out there in the world without the Holy Ghost upon me. I don't wanna leave for job in the morning without the Holy Ghost. I, mean, I I didn't pastor for 30 years. I, I did pest control while we did it. You've done it. You've been out on a job. When you go out on a job and everywhere, you need to prepare yourself in prayer for every temptation that may come your way. Yeah. Development. I know this. I know you're more mature than I am, but I just got to tell you, I, I never have stopped preparing myself for what I'm going to run into. Because you never know. And you, and if you start out your day with God, finish it, you're doing pretty good. Because whatever comes your way, you can shake it off and stomp it down. Praying. I want to be a hero. In 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, I want to say this as I'm moving here. And... uh, 2 Corinthians. For you that, I mean, you can can try to do everything you can for God and then then sooner or later you're gonna flip-flop and fall. I hate to say it, but that's part of life. But if I gotta forgive you or you gotta forgive me, I don't wanna put this on you 490 times in a day, how often should I forgive my brother? Then, he's going to forgive me 490 times a day. So I can be a new convert and fall 10 times over because I sure did. But kept trusting him and he'll pick me right back up, put me right back in because I was obeying and going to the prayer room and praying to God and then I, I would come out and have fall again. It just, you know, I was one of those up and down, up and down. My wife thought, oh no, you, you're afraid. I just, I was quiet for a while. Because God had delivered me from cussing. He had delivered me but my mouth would be clean. My attitude. Every time it rained when I was a, in the center world, I got mad because I like to go outside when I was a kid. Believe it or not, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost the next day, Tuesday, it was raining like crazy, and I just Who are you? What you smiling for, Mike? I got something that'll take care of everything you've ever been in. I, I got something that'll deliver me. I, I got something that'll pick me up and bring me out and, and give me the positive attitude that I can destroy the yoke of the devil because the anointing destroys the yoke of the devil. And when you got the power of the Holy Ghost, the devil is not your problem. He's afraid of you to get full of the Holy Ghost and stomp on his head. But we have a promise that he's got to get under our feet. We're the one that's in charge. He's not in charge. But the temptation of the world and things of the world will try to affect you. And knowledge and understanding. And I told my wife, I said, honey, don't let me be pastoral. I'm just going to tell the truth. This is the good life. I'm testifying, this is the good life. This is the better life. You get it? Everybody needs this if they have a love for the truth. It says in this particular area of 2 Corinthians for though we walk in the flesh, We do not war after the flesh. Verse four, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Shut up, I'm not gonna listen to you. Find out who's talking to you. Find out that a lot of times you get up in the morning that he'll start talking right off where you can even think. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That means, Paul talked about it once those things I would, I could not, those things I do, I do not. He was understanding the war that goes on in the flesh. And then here is he explaining that you need to bring vengeance upon the weaknesses that you have. That you can realize in your imagination that I'm not going to let this keep bothering me. And and it's not to do But how do you do that without seeking the Lord? Because you're seeking him. And then when you're seeking him and praying, and I'm not saying this and I don't, I'm not looking at vocation areas and everything. I just know that it becomes a part of me that I can't walk without him. I can't talk with him because he walks and he talks to me and he tells me I'm his own as a son God. And, and when I realize that I'm part of him and he's a part of me because the confidence is believing that the devil will condemn you. he's the accuser of the brethren. So we develop in our mind a faithfulness to God that the number one thing I need is prayer and then once I build up on the power of prayer then there's something happens just like it did Paul and Silas I mean they're, they're in jail they're on the bottom on the low side they're in chains they're locked down and, and, and you'll read sometimes you will say they start singing praises and I can sing a praise and pray. Oh yeah. I love this church. I, I I love it. But if I just rely on that without my own relationship, later on I'm gonna need I'm gonna need somewhere where I'm in that place that I'm by myself, me and Silas, you know, and yeah. What'd you say, Paul? You said we ought to pray. Yeah, we're gonna pray right here with the rats. We're gonna pray down here on a dungeon floor right now. We're, we're held down, but we're gonna start praying. And they agreed together and started praying where any two or three are gathered together in my name. He's in the midst. And they started praying. And the prisoners heard them pray. How can you pray and really pray unless somebody hears you? Open your mouth wide. God said, I'll feel it. So you learn to break open your mouth and say, I'm going to call on the name of Jesus. What what kind of prayer are you going to pray if I get ready to dump you over the side on your head? Help me, Jesus. I'm not going to say, Lord, would you please? You got to get, let him know how serious it is. And you got to believe. So when they... They went to praying. Man, it was about midnight. The prisoners heard them. Next thing you got to do, and I understand there's prayer here. I felt the Holy Ghost when I came in here the first time. Some of you greeters, I walked in here, my wife and God wanted me to feel it, and he had one of you praying a whole lot. And I knew when my wife shook, I just felt that anointing. I said, honey, that's a good sign. I saw, I saw them two sons of the pastor today and I thought they got that smile on them and that, that's what you need is that uh, smile and that, and that hand of Holy Ghost power. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, somebody's getting it right now. I'm gonna tell you something. Somebody is getting the faith right now to know that the prayer and reaching out through a handshake can change somebody when they walk through that door. It can change the whole service for them. All it takes is a greeter that's anointed of the Holy Ghost. And if you got the Holy Ghost, you're anointed to greet them by a handshake. Come on, come on. We we put ourselves down too much. It becomes a good belief. And then it gets to where I can't wait to get prayed up so I can help them when they come through because they're in jail, they're in prison. And they need somebody to uplift them and get them enough strength that they can make that last journey for themselves to come alive. Whew. of well, those prisoners hurt them and all of a sudden there's an earthquake. That's what happens inside of a person. They just, something happens and get free. And you come to church and you get free in this church. Huh? Mm-hmm. But, but I'm not happy Unless I got some freedom I take it out there right. I, I, I seen them around you I seen them feeling that after it today uh, You know that's the way they do Pastors that are friendly As your pastor is and his wife they, they, People need We need that fellowship Of that purpose But I could be the friendliest guy in the world Without the Holy Ghost So I'm just dead so I have to build my foundation set my sights my purpose so when I am out there I'm ready I'm ready because, because it's an old path that's going to get me there it's the old paths that, are, that were paved for us in the past it's still the Holy Ghost and fire that's keeping me alive it's still the winds of Pentecost that, that blow in, among, and, and God has control and authority and move amongst us when we allow Him to move. And we're not looking for individuality, but we're looking for God to move to somebody and touch somebody and help them and, and lead them out. Because we gotta, we got to lead those out there in the church. It's about the soul. It's about all those in prison. It's about the completeness of the word. Not just what must I do to be saved. And and, uh, the jailer said when he came in after Paul saved his life from killing himself, he said, thou believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. But he didn't stop there. A lot of people love to stop there because you just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. thou shalt be saved. But he then took them out and instructed them, taught them. Then they washed their stripes off of them And then they were the uh, family, Everybody was baptized That's right. That's right. And you study the source of it And we know this But we must teach other people That the source of everything Comes into the unity of the faith Colossians tells us Till we all come to the unity of the faith That's the belief With evangelists And Cote of March coming Wednesday Excuse me, he's letting that out But ooh, I can't wait you need evangelists, prophets, you need teachers, you need you need someone there to to get it, get it out. You need to lay out and say, Lord, whatever's in me, get rid of it. God will work. But it's praying, then praising, and then they went to preaching. There. Chapter 16 of Acts. But Paul, he, he came up against it again with the disciples. He could have changed it in chapter 19, couldn't he? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Oh, I got it. You got it. Did you speak in tongues when you got it? Did you learn to worship God with freedom? I mean, see, we're, we're not, I'm not a, I'm not a Jew. I had to learn how uh, there's seven praises in the Bible, and I had to learn through everyone, from Yada, right on up to, to acting crazy in the church. Because when the spirit moves on you, you do a whole lot of things. But you learn to worship God, your hands in the air, this means out, this. It's got different praises you do that has to do with your speech. What's in your heart. Becomes a part of your action on the outside. So you praise him with a loud voice. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. His courts with praise. A lot of times I'll be praying. And I'll, just, oh, I'll be praying and crying. And all of a sudden. I might flip in a good old song. Like you sang sister. And the words will make me come alive. And God said, why don't you start praising me a little bit and quit crying like a baby and realize there's other ways of praying and praising and you learn to praise God in so many different ways and you start moving a little bit more and all the things start stopping into you. Ain't nothing like it. You gotta let loose. Don't let somebody lead you into it. Lead them into it. Become a warrior, a hero, a worshiper. Praise her. Well, the pastor tells me I'll do it. No, God says do it. God says do it. They, they, he's the mediator between me and He's a mediator. He get. I mean, they're leading me to God. But once I get God, I need that that power of prayer and that praise, and, and I I need that preaching that, that feed my soul that I wouldn't be lost. That God can. Read out the things that I need to help me with. Yeah. Developing something that you're just not doing it through a habit, but you're doing it because God's going to make something out of you. Come on. He might make you a preacher if you're a preacher. And God might be calling you and you're fighting it off and you ought to just sell out. Because he, he's going to keep working with you if you're in the church. Come on. And you need a pastor authority to help you. am I getting too bold it takes the fullness of preaching and this this scripture when we look at it and we think about it all the things I want to talk about the fullness of preaching and we know that that this is involved in in the book of second corinthians first corinthians but it refers to being foolish to other people. Other people think you're crazy, but you get an anointing of the Holy Ghost. I mean, my, I came into church, I've said this before, told somebody the other day, I said, my wife, she, I said, these people are crazy. That's what I said when I first came in. I said, they are, I was always taught to be quiet and decent in order. That's all I knew. You know, I only went a couple of times. I went. My, my wife one time went to church with me at a place and is dead but I didn't think it was I just went and thought that was church and went in there and my youngest daughter oldest daughter they started singing a pretty good upbeat song and all of a sudden she started clapping their hands everybody looked at her all the people in the church like what are you doing and I got out of there when we left there that first church of frozen dead and, uh, and we got out there. I said, Charlotte? I said, honey, what what's going on here? How come they got upset with Sherry? She said, honey, they don't like the worship. There's, it's been, it's the devil's got a hold of it and they ain't going to get loose of it until they break out through God. So I said, oh my, I don't want that to happen to me. I remember how hard it was to get a hand there. I told somebody that. To, I remember the first time when I was in the prayer room I was praying, nobody around is home trying to find out, studying all this and ca- how can I come in the sanctuary and then the Lord would do a flesh my flesh would say no, nah, I don't want you to because I didn't know it was like binding first time I ever got behind the pulpit it was like the same thing my flesh, my, the nerves and my flesh would almost bind spirits I don't want that to ever come back on me again because when God started loosening me up because it, it it talks about him, clap your hands, all you people, play on the high sounding instruments. you know play t- tells you about doing the things the right way, but how I, I, I've got a young man he's eleven years old. I can remember well, I was going to talk about him today, but he uh he was one area of the church filled with the Holy Ghost we'd baptize him in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sins is the only way Amen. and we're going through that and I said Brother Tyler I said you know you want to play them drums aren't you I said you know God has called you to do that I reached over and got some anointing oil like he was and using an anointing cloth and And I brought that over there to him. It was like heaven from earth came down on one person. He had a burden. His sister, she, same way, twin sister. Didn't, you know, she, both of them, feel the Holy Ghost. You, You ought to see her pray with people, pray them through the Holy Ghost. Be with them, always compassionate. And not too long ago, she, you know, she's always held back, but prayer, her mom, I I told her mom, I said, you take them in the prayer room with you, always, and she did, she followed my wife's teaching, take them in the prayer room and pray with them, teach them how, I had a man that, let let me understand, please understand, I'm not bragging about this, I'm just telling you, I ended up going to a church where I actually, excuse children, close your ears, I cursed out a man that was a deacon in a church, out in the, Miami parking lot one time in a Safeway, where it was. And I didn't know God's going to stick me right in front of Him later on. Of course, I wouldn't have done it. But when I yielded to the truth of God's Word, then He brought me. I told Brother Larry the other day, Brother Larry, I told you, then God put me at His feet and He taught me how to pray. I'm, I'm 34 years old, 35, and a man. You know, and I'm, I, I didn't care. I just wanted to go to heaven. I just want to be saved. I don't want, I don't want this, this broken, contrite spirit to ever leave me. I, I want to be teachable, and I've got to have prayer and the preaching and praying in my life. And I can't do it because you, you'll get hardened. You'll get, you'll get stiff sometimes, and you won't, you'll, get, you'll lose that desire. I don't care what happens. If I stand on my head, I used to say... Whatever the word says, I got to do it. I get to do it. But it's hard to break down. And I'm not talking to you. You're not, maybe not where I'm at, but I like it when I'm dead. I like it when I'm being humbled. You say, why are you like that? Because God can mold me. He can make me merciful like David. He can, make, he can create in me a compassion. Like I see, I'm, I'm not trying to lift you up, Pastor, but I sure admire you. And I know you went through, we all, we all do. But the point is, I want to lift up that word that, and the prayer with them and support them I want to be a support. I, I, that's why I run around and shake hands, do things, because I love people. I just, I've always loved people. And it's an honor to get to in this church and, and develop a, a relationship with God if you never had one. It's, it's, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means you're calling on him. That means you're talking to him. That means he's he. he you you get a hold of him, and he, he takes hold of you. It, it's a it's a it's a place where nineteen. Have you received it? We have not. You got to find teachable people. I'm I'm preaching to teachable people. It's easy to preach to a teachable people. It's easy to talk to somebody that that wants more of this. It's easy for me to say to you, well, do you want more? Just break out of your comfort zone and get a little bit more. Just break out of that comfort zone and let the pastor lead you a little bit more. Just go amongst the people and say, I've got, do you need prayer? Let's have a little prayer meeting right here in the supermarket. Let's let the anointing of the Holy Ghost try it. You'll find out there's hungry souls out there wanting you to lay hands on the sick. They'll find out you've got the hands to heal in your life. They'll find out that in the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that he dwells within you. He, we should, don't go in defeat. Let the Holy God, don't get, don't get past the prayer though. Don't, don't get in the arrogant side, but if you prepare yourself and humble yourself in the sight of God, That's what it's talking about. He resists the proud gives grace to the humble. So if if he gives grace to the humble, I'm gonna stay humble and let him do the work. And I'm gonna find a place of prayer and preparatory way in my life. And then I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna say, God, let the gift of faith work in the church. I'm gonna praise him. And the more praise you get going, the more power you're going to have in the house of God. It's going to set the captive free. It'll, it'll set them free every time. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Because it's, it's that. Praying, and preaching, and praising. Without faith it's impossible to please God. We heard it this morning. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and the rewarder of them that diligently seek it. You diligently seek the Lord. It's not just coming sitting on a pew. I don't want to backslide on a pew. Mm-mm. That's just my instruction area. This is just my springboard that causes me to go uh, to the next day, Monday. Who am I going to run into tomorrow? What am I, I going to find out on Tuesday that God's got for me? What am I going as I walk with God, I've got to walk every day with him. There's nothing more exciting to go knowing that you're walking with God and God is making a path for you in your future. Some people will say, like you kind of said it today. I'm retired. No, I'm not. God's got something else for me to do. Sister, you said God's got something else for me to do out there where my family members hadn't seen in 30 years. God's got somebody for me to reach down at the job site where I'll be working around somebody. God's got something for me to reach out to somebody. God's got work for me to do wherever it might be around the church. There's a lot to do. Whew. Brother Booker preached a message one time. I you know, he he warned me one Sunday what he preached, but I didn't make a move. But in my heart, I said, this is they got this, they got something here. Then I tried to prove it wrong. I I went right I face value all the way through it. I mean why why not? Get in the Bible and Try to prove it wrong by obedience. If I got, I shouldn't say this across the pulpit, but if I run into somebody, they say they love Jesus. I said, if you love him, will you obey him? I mean, it's a chain of command. I'm military taught. Peter was number one man, he was chosen by the Holy Ghost to have Thomas and them behind him. He, he, he was given that opportunity to speak when they asked him, what shall we do? And of course, he said, repent. That's what I've been talking about. Repentance is part of our life. If you cut John the Baptist's head off, you're in trouble. If you don't have John the Baptist in your life, that's, that's I can't make it without John. John prepared me for the Lord. He paved the way. He preached repentance. Of course, Jesus preached repentance. He said, unless you repent, you likewise perish. Part of my life is repenting, dying out at an altar. He brings me up because I I know that I'll always be vacant when it comes to him. I'm finite-minded. He's infinite, our Lord. He knows all. I'm not, I heard it this morning I'm just kind of repeating man that ain't going to fool God yes. judgment begins at the house of God yes. I'm being judged in my attitude whether I want to grow in God or not right is right and wrong is wrong that's, that's one of the, what I wanted to say earlier you got, you got to look at the truth because the truth will set you free it makes you free yes. and, and being set and being made free It's the greatest opportunity I get to have. And I wasn't raised in this. I only had the effect of a woman that lived for God. But I searched the world over. This is it. I'm not going nowhere. Sister Matherly, I'm not going nowhere. God will guide us. Amen. Would you stand? this world is quaking in bondage it needs a a witness it needs truth it needs a church that believes and I'm correcting me if I'm wrong but it needs a prayer praise and preaching church it needs a saved which believe and it, it's always going to be that way. It's not. God does not change. It's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever? Uh, I, I can tell you, he can, it said they dream visions. Read chapter 2, verse 14. I remember going around. and I said, this is, we're not drunk as you suppose. Uh, a lot of them are saying, I said, I'm not drunk as you suppose now. I got something that just blowed it away and you can keep it vibrant fast and pray I've been living for God 41 years and my wife will tell you I ain't never damping down maybe I'm too wild at times but, I, but the God has got it he's got to answer for your joy for your healing you can, you can talk about him. He's my provider. He makes everything. You, you can point black hit everything. But you know what? I just love the love of God. Yes. I love that feeling that you get with brethren. And, and, and I get with men of God. And, and, and I'm saying it to everybody in, in virtue. But it's, it's God that has to be in our hearts. And, and he convicts us and helps us. But it, there's nothing like this, Brother. And my wife, we can't wait to get to church. I, I, even I, I know when I'm going to a, a damaging trial, something's good gonna happen at the house of God. God's got something gonna really happen good because the devil's fighting me harder today than, than he has. And I made up my mind that I'm going to overcome everything. And I'm going to get where I need to be. And I made up my mind years ago. We're not, we talked about it for years. I said, uh, we're just going to go together and enjoy the kingdom of God. Because this, don't look around at the world. They don't know what joy is. Now, we know that testimony. But you get that praying and that preaching and that praising more involved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your, get your. Don't no matter if you don't feel a thing. Just praise him. I, I, I'm going to praise him if I don't feel the Holy Ghost no more. I'm going to praise him because he deserves all my praise. Yes. He deserves all my worship. He deserves my hands. He puts a shoal in my feet. He puts, a, he gives a walk in my life. And I, and I'm going to keep on praising him as long as I can. Because I. The devil served me long enough. I served him. He served me. And I'm not going to let the devil. I'm going to get back everything he takes from me. Amen. You can do it in this church. Would you clap your hands for the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God.